Hello and welcome back to Salted Hash. My name is Steve Reagan, Senior Staff Writer at CSO Online. Today we're going to be talking about GDPR. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm joined in the studio by Greg Reber. He's the CEO of Aztec Consulting. It, did I get that right, Greg? Is it consulting or technologies? Yes, you did. Consulting, right. So how are you? Thanks for joining me. Doing well, Steve. Thank you. So GDPR, or the General Data Protection Regulation, is coming into effect May 25th. And it, it's an interesting uh, uh an interesting a um, compliance measure that that's coming around because it takes a wide view of what constitutes personal information. So if you do business in the EU, not only are you going to be protecting the normal stuff like your name, an address, uh, personal identification or social security number, you're also going to have to do IP addresses, cookies, and you know things that you wouldn't really consider uh, personal data. And there's a whole whole mix of things that, that need to be protected now. And that's going to cause some companies to rethink how they do their strategy in the EU. Now, my question for you is one of the things that, that uh, the GDPR talks about is you need to take reasonable level of, you need to provide a reasonable level of protection for this data. And once again, reasonable is being used in a regulatory thing, but it's not being defined. How much of a problem is that for the companies you've been working with lately? Well, it's been quite a problem in the past. The, there's, this isn't a new thing. Uh, to have uh, responsibility, but not have the proscript of here's how you will do this uh, data protection. Mm -hmm. The big difference with GDPR is moving data control or information control to the consumer away from the companies who collect it. And the U.S. companies in particular just are not set up to deal with that yet. So it's uh, it'll be quite a sea change. And uh, with a lot of the regulatory environment in the U.S., uh, there's always been this uh, protect things and use reasonable care. And if you don't and you get breached, then we're going to fine you. But the fines haven't been like really serious fines. GDPR has serious fines, percentages of gross revenue. And that's a big. So when it comes to <clears throat> getting getting the, the teeth into the law and everything like that. Um, Hold on for a second. My phone started talking. I don't know why. Your phone was happy. It wanted to interject. Siri, sometimes when I say something, she thinks I'm talking. That's awesome. I love Siri. <laughs> so when it comes to the the fines themselves, like you said, they're going to be serious fines. Do you think that the first company to, to be hit by a fine related to GDPR is going to be like a, a major multinational corporation, you know, like the, the Facebooks or the Googles of the world? Or do you think they're going to make an example of a, a smaller or medium-sized enterprise operating in the space? I think that it's going to be, uh, there will be a few uh, examples being made at different levels. I do think the biggies is going to get nailed. Uh, don't know who that is and would rather not use names, but any company above 250 employees is subject to GDPR regulations. And that is but a lot of companies. If you take uh, like the Equifax breach of 2017, mm -hmm. 
they waited a month before they uh, shared the uh, information that they had been breached with their customers. If they would have been fined by the GDPR to the maximum they could, uh, it's based on 2% of revenue for the article they, they uh, violated, the 72-hour breach notification. Their expected revenue for 2017 is $3.4 That would have resulted in a $68 million fine. Wow. And that's some serious wow. bucks. So what we think is there's going to be some examples made quickly, and then there will be this kind of uh, uh, transition period where people say, oh, okay, now we get the precedent. This is what we've got to do. So as you've been working in this space and uh, helping companies deal with getting into compliance, what are some of the roadblocks they're running across that you're seeing? They didn't budget for this. Uh, and it's a mid-year budgetary hit. I mean, they, they didn't think about it last year or the year before. Uh, we've got a lot of companies that are looking for, okay, now we've got incremental budget asks, and it's not insignificant. Uh, PwC had a, a survey, I think, fourth quarter. And 68% of the companies that they uh, surveyed said they're planning on spending one to 10 million on GDPR compliance readiness. And another 9% said they're going to spend more than 10 million. So uh, they're asking for budget mid year. You know how that goes. Yeah. Big company. May as well get you know? water from a rock at that point. So that's a big. Uh, uh, thing that's happening here with the, oh why is this slowing down because we don't have money for it we didn't budget for it so since they're they're having budget problems trying to get everything in alignment what are the top priorities then what are they focusing on first you know to, to know your data know your data know. and it's not just it right i mean crm the uh, hr everybody's got data someplace in an organization so focusing on where does data reside is the first step. Uh, actually, there's a, a step uh, 0.1 that is uh, do the gap analysis between what are the, the parts of GDPR that they really have to adhere to and then where are they. But it's all about data and data processing and uh, the storage and transport of data. All has to be secure. So when they're focusing on the, the, the assets and the data, and I'm in this, in this instance, I'm considering data and asset. When they focus on asset tracking and location and then defining the security requirements and everything like that, what, what kind of penalties are they risking if they're not able to get all this in order before you know, May 25th? Will they get a leeway, do you think, or is it, it, it's just sink or swim at that point? It's really hard to say. Our experience, we're 20 years old now, we've seen a lot of cycles of you know, the regulatory environment pushing companies to do things and the regulatory environment catching up with the latest breach. A lot of U.S. companies are used to getting leeway. We're not ready for GLBA, so please give us some time to get ready for GLBA. And in a lot of cases, large companies have gotten that pushed through. I don't know that that's going to happen with GDPR. The Europeans have had a different view of data privacy for a long time, much more different than, uh, than we have in the U.S. So I don't know how much leeway there's going to be. I do think there's going to be a kill chicken, scare monkey kind of thing where they do make examples of different companies early on, big fines, and then maybe lax off a bit, relax a bit, and, uh, and then come back with, okay, now we're really serious about this. 
Where do you think the first uh, major failure of GDPR is going to happen? Do you think somebody's going to forget something simple like a, an RFID tag or a customer identification number that could be tied to someone's personal identity or you know, maybe even something major like a, a driver's license photo or something like that? Where do you think the first like major gap, like lost or forgotten assets going to be found? If you were some taking media, bets. Some social media platform. Think so? You think so? It's going to be a social yeah. media platform of some kind? That makes sense. I can I could see that being that way. So There is so much data on different social media platforms. And uh, to uh, I know the uh, CISO of Facebook, Alex Stamos, and uh, he has got a very difficult job, very difficult, yeah. uh, because of the data, the sheer amount of data that Facebook controls. Uh, and they do control it, but it's... Uh, they're going to have to change a lot of things, and they're probably already underway because Alex is a very smart guy. Oh, well, yeah, but also, you know, when it comes to the social platforms, you've got to remember it's not just data that the business side's collecting on everything like that. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't the data the actual users put out there for themselves, isn't that still, if they're doing business with uh, Facebook themselves, to use an example, isn't that still covered under GDPR? Is that different? Because, oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a monumental task. You can't control the end user. <laughs> this is a sea change. This is a sea change. And uh, people aren't really grasping that yet. So then what advice are you giving to your customers when, when they come to you and you, you see that, you know, they haven't budgeted for it? That's obvious. They have, uh, you know, a hard time locating their assets and, and determining what data they possess and where. And they're they're trying and they're they're running as fast as they can to meet this May twenty fifth deadline, but they're falling. So, where are your priorities when you talk to them? What are you telling them to look for? Well, we don't see a lot of companies running as fast as they can to be compliant. I think there are a lot of folks that are going to roll in the dice and say they're going to get somebody else instead of us, and then we'll see what how this thing looks. Uh, first things first. Uh, either hire or appoint a data protection officer because that's required under GDPR and a DPO. You know, there's going to be a lot more acronyms out there because of this. Uh, but getting a DPO on board, giving them real uh, authority to find the data and have them report to C or board level because this is a top-down management uh, uh, thing. They have to uh, show that the boards and the C-level folks are taking this really seriously, or else no one else will under them. That is, that, that is a major thing, actually. The DPO was a, a thing I was going to ask you about here in just a little bit, because I understand that you know the DPO for most companies is going to be a completely brand new position, but are there other positions in-house at enterprises where the DPO can kind of be spun out? You know, most of us yeah. in security came from IT, and that's how we got to, to where we are in InfoSec. But how, how does that work for a DPO? Well, it doesn't have, depending on the size of the company and the size of their problem, it doesn't necessarily have to be a new position or, an, I mean, sorry, a new person. Uh, a chief information security officer, uh, which you know, a lot of regulatory bodies are requiring now in the U.S., can also take that on or have it reporting into them. Uh, and it can be someone else's, uh, and it can be part of a different job, uh, depending on the size of the problem. But first and foremost, having one of those take this on 
Uh, someone has to own this, and uh, that that has to be board driven. You know, in the case of companies with boards, or uh, you know, the founder CEO driven for uh, smaller companies. So before we wrap this up, Greg, final thoughts. If you had some 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 hit or miss, like pay attention to this type of advice for people watching this video right now about GDPR. What is it? I'll give you a few seconds. Go for it. <laughs> uh, spending all your initial bucks right now on legal advice isn't going to get you compliant. All it's going to do is they're asking questions about how can I get around this? The answer is you can't. So go get some people that are actually going to help you get compliant. And the first thing is understand where your data is. And the first thing is understand where your data is and how it's being processed and what's the container look like for that data and processing and transport. Awesome. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you on. Thanks, Steve. If you want to learn more about GDPR, pay attention to the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> this happens every time. <clears throat> If you want to learn more about GDPR, look us up at online at CSOonline.com. We have plenty of articles and videos based on that subject, and we're going to be continuing to follow this all the way up until May 25th. For now, I'm Steve Reagan, and this has been Salted Hash. We'll see you next week.